Welcome to the Collector's Corner, a podcast by the Wax Junkies. Stay tuned and on track. Let's talk about all things wax. And we're back. I'm with my man Kendrick. Or is it? Kenderson Bay. Kenderson Bay. Can I just call you Kendrick, dude? Kenjamin. Oh. Yeah, Kenjamin. That's so episode two, bro. All right, fine. Kendrick, what's up? What's <laughs> up, everybody? Kendrick here. Go by the eBay tagger, Kenderson Bay. PSA and CSG slabs galore. Absolutely. So today we're talking about inserts. So what's your uh, card of the day, man? So my card of the day is this Daniel Jones uh, golden debut autograph card. It's out of 25. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones just had the best game of his uh, career, maybe. Are you serious? On uh, Thursday night football. He, yeah. he redeemed himself from the first, first week. People have been talking about him. He's been in the media, so it's good. Okay, okay. And uh, so it's an autograph on an insert, right? What's the insert called? It's called uh, Golden Debut. What brand is that? Panini Gold Standard Football. All right. Well, yes. so, yeah, because that's the thing I was going to talk about was, like, do you consider an auto a insert? Yes, I do. It's definitely an insert. Like an autograph card, period? Absolutely. Yeah, when I get an autograph card, I feel like I just want the lottery. Like, you know, a scratch-off ticket. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I want money. Like that's that feeling that you get when you uh, when you get an autograph, and you know, growing up in the hobby, it was so rare to actually get autograph cards, right? True, but that doesn't so, mean it's an insert, yeah. though. Like, if you have an autograph on a prism base card or an optic base card, that's not an insert. But if you have an autograph on the rookies or a golden debut, that's an insert, right? I guess so, but to me, it still feels like a hit. Even if I get an autograph on a base card, I feel like I hit something. Okay. You know? Okay. So if you do you get that feeling when you get an autograph? Uh, no? no, because all the autographs that I've pulled are not hits. They're like more like slaps, slaps in the face. Oh, but I do know what you're. <laughs> I, I do know what you're saying though. You know, I do know what you're saying. It's like you feel like you hit something. So to you, that's an insert. That's what your interpretation of an insert is. Yes, I do. I actually feel like if I have a sticker autograph on a base card, yeah. whether or not it be just a normal base card. Or even if it's just a parallel, if I get like a silver parallel of like a prism card, yeah. I feel like that's an insert to me. I feel like I hit something. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough, man. Maybe it's a very positive way of looking at things. Yeah. I'm interested to see where this card is going to go. What about your card of the week, Mike? Well, for me, I was thinking about which insert I should pick for my card of the day. And honestly, I, you know, I went back and forth. I could have gone with the... Uh, 10 year old insert that's like thousands of dollars or whatever and trying to be cool but no i don't want to do that i want to pick something that's true to me and so i picked the chronicles 2019 luminance series and this one happens to be the john morant Ooh. hold on i'm gonna send it to you or oh, here hold on oh right. shit i just dropped it on the ground <laughs> mother it's okay. See, they're secure, indestructible. All right, Luminance. Oh, that's an interesting one. I've seen that before. Okay. Why don't you tell me about that card? Yeah, so I picked this insert specifically because this is one of the reasons why I got back into the hobby. Um, okay. I was opening a Chronicles hobby box, and I pulled, you know, everybody was looking for John Zion, right, at the time. And so I pulled this card. It's John Morant dunking over Kevin Love. Apparently, he didn't really even make that dunk, but it's just a sick photo, man. And he's just like his crotch is in Kevin Love's face. 
And um, the thing I love... I remember that dunk, actually. Yeah, you remember that dunk. And it's just, it's a really dope yeah. photo. And that's the thing. I think this Luminance insert series is really cool because the photos is what really shines. So I think if you have a card, right, like one of the coolest things is having a great photo on there. And that's why some of the yeah. most legendary cards are the way they are. It's because of the photos. But this one, photos are really good on the whole series. And this John Morant was one of the cards I pulled, was pretty happy about it. Uh, actually ecstatic. And like these Chronicles hobby boxes are pricey, man. And the autos that I got, there were slaps in the face, like I said. But this card, in order to even get any of my money back from this box, I actually decided that I'm going to sell this card. And I actually ended up selling it for like almost four to $500. Wow. And that's a whole nother story though. Like the fact that it was so high and now the price of it is so low, but nonetheless, yeah, this is definitely a card that's special to me. So, um, I sold it raw and then I ended up buying it back again like later when the price went to like uh -huh. 40 bucks or something like that. And then I got it graded. Nice. So yeah, that's the thing that I wanted to talk about was inserts today. Um, what was the first insert that you remember? Did you ever open boxes when you're younger or did you just? I did. I would, um, I'd buy cheap boxes of tops and Donruss. I couldn't afford the uh, tops finest. I was mainly a baseball card collector though. So, um, okay. Say like Flair, Baseball, Wave of the Future, 1993, Mike Piazza, Ooh, Wave of the Future. Flair. The thick cards, Flair. What was your feeling when you saw those inserts? I felt like I won the lottery. Basically, yeah. it's like buying a scratch-off lottery ticket and like winning money. It's like, oh my God, I won. You know, because getting inserts was so rare back then. Yo, these look really cool, actually. They're just like inserted in front of an ocean, basically. Yes, yes. Exactly, yeah. In 93, they were really cool, especially uh, since they put rookies in that year. Yeah. So Mike Piazza ended up winning the 93 Rookie of the Year Yeah. for the Dodgers, and Tim Salmon won for the uh, Anaheim Angels. All right, all right, there you go. Baseball information that nobody asked about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. What was your, what was your, uh, what was your... Uh, no, my first... First insert. Yeah, my first insert that I remember getting from a pack was the USA basketball team, 1992 Hoops. Um, okay. Super dope cards, very simple, and obviously everybody wanted the Jordan, so the Jordan USA mm -hmm. basketball card. And I actually recently submitted that to PSA, and out of the many cards I sent, that was one of the very few that actually gemmed. So I was pretty wow, pretty happy about that. Yeah, mm, nice. But what was interesting is like back then, a lot of the cards, and also this set, included the coaches. So it's kind of interesting, like you have all the coaches in there, like, uh, you know, PJ, Carlismo, and Lenny Wilkins, and Chuck Daly, and all these guys. Wasn't Coach K in that set also? Uh, no, he's not in that set, no. He's not? Yeah, okay. no, he's not in that. But yeah, so that was my first set, and um, yeah, it's interesting, since then, you know, inserts have been such a, like, foundation of the hobby, I feel like. It's been okay. one of the things that people love to chase. It's been one of those things that I feel like newbies don't necessarily gravitate towards at first. I feel like mm -hmm. when you first get into it, you're looking for the rookie cards, right? You're looking for the rookies. Yep. You're looking for the autos, maybe. You're looking for the parallels 
of those famous base cards, but you don't typically tend to gravitate towards inserts. But I think that there's been a sort of trend towards that nowadays. What do you think? Yeah, um, you were the first person to to put me onto that. Um, people are basically uh, gravitating towards inserts, like really good looking inserts. And one of the ones that you mentioned to me before that I've never heard of was called uh, Color Blasts. Color Blasts, yeah. And yeah. what do you think about that? I think they're absolutely gorgeous. I feel like it's like holding a piece of art in your hand. Yeah. I got a chance to see one at the card show this past weekend in, uh, in uh, San Jose. And they look amazing in person. Oh, was it you that specifically asked, like, you know, why are these more valuable than autos? That was strange, yeah, because why are they more valuable than autos? That's a good question. It's, it's kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's all about what you like, right? What people are willing to pay for. And, I mean, yeah. to be fair, were the autos, were they rookie autos? Were they sticker autos? Were they on card? Do you remember? They were sticker autos. Okay. Yeah, and they were not rookies. Yeah, so I think that answers your question because if you think about it, like the Color Blast, well, for one, it is just a really like stunning looking card. Yeah, so by far my favorite insert, modern day insert. Right, and a lot of times these are more rare than autos even. So actually I was talking to some people about it and they're like, yeah, this is called a case hit. I don't really understand what a case hit uh, is. Okay. Does, that mean, does that mean like per case there's only just one color blast yes. inside that entire case? Yes, exactly. Really? So that's the thing. Only one? There's, there, can't, there can't be like two color blasts in that in that case? Um, I, you know, it, it probably depends on the product, but generally speaking and like back in the day, you had a whole case, yeah. for those that don't know, a case, just think about a huge box of a bunch of smaller boxes, right? Okay. And you buy that case, you're guaranteed at least one big hit, right? And so that yeah. makes that card very rare, right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, these cards are very low pop. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, the, I think the case hit, hit inserts used to be called From Downtown, and those came out 2016 in the Studio Series. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Panini Studio Series. And then in 2017, they're renamed no. to Downtown and then moved to the Cornerstones set. Um, and then in 2019, they added Rookie Card badges. So it you know constantly evolved, but I think that's one of the reasons why the Downtown set is still so popular. It's because it has a history there. People from the last five years are familiar with that set. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's go over the different inserts that we like the modern ones and the most popular ones. So we sure. got color. I think I know like there's like downtown, Kaboom, yep. Mosaic Stained Glass, and Color Blast are the ones that I know of. Yeah, those are probably the most popular. Um, you also have like, you know, the newer ones like My House from the Optic set. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think those came out in 2017. Um, there's My House, and then there's also Net Marvels. Uh, the stargazing. I mean, there's so many inserts, right? It's like it's yeah. they flooded these products with inserts, but I think there's definitely a few that really stand out. I just like the color blast. That's pretty much it. So the color I'm blast, not is your a big favorite. fan of the stained glass or downtown or kabooms. Really? I understand they look great and everything, but the color blasts are just on another level to me. Like I was wondering, uh, do you have any experience pulling any case hits? Have you ever pulled a case hit before? Um. Yes, I have, actually. I've pulled downtown cards. Oh, wow. Yeah, and downtown cards okay. are absolutely stunning, man. When you pull those out of a pack, they just stand out. Yeah. I mean, they're like, first of all, they're shiny. They refract. 
um, super clean, and then they got the the hand drawn art on the actual card. Oh man, yeah. by far downtown, I think is my favorite insert. It's just beautiful, and like yeah. it's the first time I've really seen a honest and very like creative form of artwork on a card because yeah you have different sets in the past of course you know where it was mostly sort of like mm-hmm. computer graphics or it looked a little bit more digital in a way but first time yeah. i saw downtown cards i'm like damn this is just a painting like you could literally put these on your wall and they'd be full paintings and I like how they have the thought in it as well. So they'll include all the sort of things that kind of inspire the player or where they're from. For example, like the Sonung Min card. Have you seen that downtown yeah. card? Absolutely beautiful. It's got like the, it actually, the tigers. Yeah. It's got like the different uh, features from Korean culture. Yeah. And just really well done. Um, but yeah, I would say downtown is definitely my favorite. Okay. Okay. Going back though, um, why do you think color blasts are your favorite? Just because, well, for me personally, just the way that my eyes see it, it's just aesthetically pleasing. I know they have like the black background or the plain white background, mm-hmm. and the colors just pop. I like that. I just want to see the player, and I just want to see the pop. Yeah. Right. I think it's yeah. really cool that the artistry kind of aspect is coming into cards, like because if you think about sports cards you don't typically think creativity i'll be straight up honest with you when you look at cards you know like if you look at an optic card or you look at a select card or prism card i mean yeah there's a little design in it but it's not really art you know it's just a cool border basically and then a photo so i think this level of bringing art into cards is really cool and adds a whole new element and changes the dynamic for those people that really appreciate art. You're right. Um, when I go on Instagram, you know those guys that make custom art cards where they'll take like cards from like the junk wax era? Oh, and I think I've seen that before. Have you seen those where they make custom cards and they sell them online? Was that Insta- the inspiration you- for Tops 2020 or was that the reverse? That's interesting. Yeah, you know. Because um, Tops 2020 is kind of no like idea. that, right? Kind of like that. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize that until now, yeah. until you mentioned it. Yeah. So there was like, I think um, there's an artist named Party, and he did like a Acuna interpretation. Um, there was another artist yeah. that did like a Tatis one. And those yeah. things, when they first came out, they sold like 15,000 or so of each of those cards. Um, oh, and a lot of yeah. illustrators, uh, I think one is Ermsey. And they ended up basically creating this whole, like, yeah, this whole vibe with the Tops 2020 cards. And I think what's interesting is how that sort of thing took off. And the artist proofs selling for thousands of dollars. I mean, yeah, it's really interesting. So what's up with the, what's up with the Instagram artists? Like, they do this and they sell them. And are they actually, like, selling out? Or, like, how popular are they? Yeah, so they do sell out. Like they'll take a, a junk wax era of like their favorite player, Will Clark, for instance. Let's say, they'll take like a couple of Will Clark cards and then they'll just make it their own. It's pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure they get like an exacto knife, cut around the uh, the image, and kind of just like 
I don't know how they do it, but it's uh, it's pretty attractive, actually. I like yeah, it. It's dope because, I like, you know, I have friends that are really into like design or cool art or things of that yeah. nature, and they do like sports, but then they're not really into cards like that. But when they, when I take them to card shows or shops, and they see some yeah. of these cards, like the Kaboom set, for example, where it's just illustration yeah. style, um, or these Tops Twenty Twenty series. They're really drawn to that, you know? So it's one way to really bring people into the hobby that aren't necessarily into the traditional cards, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually really cool. And I think this is something that could be explored even further. And I think it's going to be a huge part of the hobby going forward. I agree. They kind of have the, uh, the Kaboom has like this kind of cartoon superhero feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like pre-net Marvels, right? Yep. And yep. I think that when you're collecting, typically you're looking for that rookie card. You know, you want yep. that rookie card. Um, you might want an autograph, but at the end of the day, like what's beyond that? Well, there you have it. It's the inserts, right? Because yeah, these card companies are smart too because they realize that. They know that, for example, in the 2020 NBA class, you have like LaMelo yeah. and Anthony Edwards and a few other guys sprinkled in there. Who knows what they'll become, but in terms of their their value when the product first dropped, they know that that class is pretty weak. And so yeah. what are they going to do? You know, how what are people going to look for? So now you can put downtown cards in every retail box or you can put these inserts in all these retail boxes and make people chase that. And so it's another way for people to really uh, hunt, right? That's the ecosystem of the card world. You have to have things that yep. people want to chase. And I wonder what, how, how this value will hold down. Like, let's say 10 years from now, how the value of uh, stained glass or like downtown or kabooms. Very good question. Because if you go back to the 90s and the early 2000s, we had inserts back then as well, right? Yep, absolutely. And they were obviously also as desired in the hobby world. But they, I feel like they didn't really hold their value. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a very good question because I think a lot of the inserts are things that people are still discovering till this day. There's a lot of inserts yeah. that I'm still discovering that I didn't know about. And all it takes is for some vlogger or some YouTuber or some like big time card collector to post or talk about it and it can catch fire, yeah. right? And the values could skyrocket. Well, I think. What makes these car cards so attractive is that they're a subset of the uh, base set, mm -hmm. and uh, basically they're they're just more rare, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I think as collectors, we're always trying to like be on the hunt for the next rarest or best card, right? Yeah, and that means constant discovery. Like mm -hmm. for example, the flare. I didn't even know about that flare wave set. Um, you also put mm -hmm. me on top of the the Derek Jeter ninety five tops finest, right? That's a 2001 Topps Origin. 2001, okay. Yeah. The reason why that card holds a lot of value for Derek Jeter collectors is because in 1993, again, going back, they only made veteran cards. Okay. And so 93 Topps, the regular Topps base, they have a Derek Jeter. Yeah. But um, they never printed him in the uh, Topps Finest, right? Gotcha. So in 2001, they came out with a series called uh, Topps Finest Origins. Right. And in that set, they started, oops, we're going to print out the uh, 93 template, but we're going to put in all the rookies that should have been from 1993. Right. That we should have printed. And that's interesting. And so then they made Derek Jeter. 
And then they also made a refractor version of that as well. Right. So I saw that card. I just fell in love because it was kind of like an homage to 1993. And that's the thing, you know, as a company, Tops Panini, you have to understand who people are chasing, right? Aside from just the top draft picks, like how are you going to pick these other guys, um, stars? Do you know that they're going to be stars? In 2000, right? Tom Brady was drafted, I don't know, what, in the round or something like that. So the football companies, there's got to be some companies out there that left out Tom Brady as a rookie, right? Yes, actually. Tom Brady was the almost 200th overall pick in the 2000 NFL draft. <laughs> that yeah. is insane. Yeah, so I w I'm curious to see. I mean, we're talking about yeah. the GOAT of, like, all GOATs, you know? Right. And, and so by the way, that— It makes me wonder, like— mm -hmm. But let me ahead. just say real quick before we go on on that note— one thing I can't stand yeah. is when people talk trash about, like, these kids that are literally, like, 18 or 19, and they're like, no, he's never going to be anything or whatever. And these people fail to understand that a lot of these kids were literally nothing their first one or two years. Like, you look at, you know, the numbers that Kawhi was putting up. You know, even the numbers that Kobe was putting up his rookie year or even their second year, you know, it's not like they were putting up the most amazing numbers, right? So, yes, real quick yeah. note to all of you guys that are prospecting, you never know. You never know, right? You can, true. You can have a guy That's that true. wasn't even drafted and end up being something, right? Um, yep. Yeah, I'm not sure if they didn't include him. I mean, because there, there are quite a bit of Tom Brady rookie cards out there, a lot of different types. Yeah. So that's but I'm pretty sure there are some sets out there that choose that just missed the opportunity to print him because yeah. he was number 199 overall, right? Right, right. You, you never know. So that's really interesting. Um, let me go over like a bunch of the different names of the different some of the sets. You have absolute memorabilia. You've got frequent flyer heroes, hoopla, marks of fame, NBA icons, stargazing, and certified. You have champions, gold team. Uh, classics, you have classic confrontations, dress code, core kings, you got artistry, dribble kings, galleries of the stars, hardwood heroes, and I'm leaving a bunch out, but crown royale, you have kings yeah. of the court, living legends, rookie royalty, uh, playoff contenders, you got award contenders, legendary contenders, lottery winners, perennial contenders, uh, national treasures, you have 25th anniversary team, all decade, all NBA, champions, Prestige, you have franchise favorites, hardcourt heroes, inside the numbers, rookies and stars. You have gold stars, moments in time, sharpshooters, stardom, studio rookies. I mean, there are so many inserts out there, right? So at the end yeah. of the day, what are the ones that end up shining in the end? And I think they're the ones that are the most captivating, the best looking, the ones that look like the designers actually put time into it. And I think that comes down to your taste and what you see in terms of that being true and so when i look at something like the i completely agree with you i think one of the things that you taught me hold on before that, you cut me um, off hold that hold that thought okay and okay. that's why for example when i look at the popular sets of mosaic stained glass to me yeah that really ain't dope because i know what the original stained glass looks like and it was an actual acetate card where you can see through and there was I don't know. It just looked like it had a lot more thought in the design. And when I look at these new mosaic stained glass cards, it just looks cheap and it looks like a quick design and it looks 
yeah, just like an afterthought. And I don't think for me that set is going to hold any value. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say um, I completely agree with you. It's like uh, how you feel about that card, right? Yeah. When you look at the picture. You're the first one to introduce me to that. Like, you know, uh, is that card look, for lack of a better word, cool, right? Because mm-hmm. you know that uh, you taught me that if I think that it looks cool, somebody else out there also thinks that it looks cool. Yeah, 100%. And so that made me really think about it. Like, there are some cards, you're right, that they have a lack of design or maybe, like, a lack of effort. Yeah. And there are other cards out there that just pop and just have this, like, wow, this is actually a real piece of artwork. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you, and that's how I start to look at cards now. And so I was, I met this new person at the uh, show, mm-hmm. this new collector at the show, and they started asking me questions about what's the difference with this Mbappe versus the other Mbappe that I have. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, this one's a PSA 10, this one's a PSA 9. But the PSA 10 one is harder to sell because it doesn't look as cool. Yeah. And they're like, really? That matters? And I was like, yes, it does matter. (laughs) Yeah, it does matter. And I think that's something that we tend to forget because if you look at people that collect art in that world, there is definitely a aspect of it where people are looking at stuff that they like, you know, not just the artists, you know, like, yes, you can get a Picasso, but you don't want just any Picasso. When you're in that world where you have a choice, um, or more of yeah. a choice, I guess you could say. You're looking at picking up something that resonates with you. And so I know yeah. there's this whole trend these days where everyone keeps saying, like, collect what you like, then you'll never worry about the card, you know? And so I do agree yeah. to a certain extent about that statement. And again, yeah. I think inserts are very important for the card companies to inject their creativity, let their artists let mm-hmm. loose. I think it's really important for these companies to continue collaborating with different artists so that other artists can also have an outlet. Because I know in the Tops 2020 set, there were a lot of artists, some of them which I already knew about, that started designing cards. And I think it's the one of the perfect mediums for them to go kind of go outside their bubble, but at the same time, yeah. vice versa, where we can invite in different artists to collaborate because... That's the thing. I got the same feeling from the first time I ever saw a Skybox basketball card. When I saw that, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it changed the game. Because as a collector of cards, baseball, basketball cards were blah. They just looked boring. When the Skybox cards came out, they, you know, okay, fine. When the upper deck came out, that was like kind of cool too, because it had a little hologram sticker. But other than that, they were blah. And then the Skybox came out and they used computer graphics. They juxtaposed photos, cool photos, by the way, of the athletes on top of a graphic design background, different captivating colors. I think on the Jordan card, right, it's this really cool dunk of him with all these like sort of retro colors behind him where he was cut out and laid on top of that. And on the back, they have a photo of him golfing, you know, and it's just kind of like just random but it was something that really changed the game and it really captivated you when you saw it because you've never seen anything like that before so i always tell people that 1990 skybox set is sort of like the prism of that time like when it first dropped it changed the game absolutely all right so do you have any wrap-up statements yeah i'm just looking into like color blasts online i want to pick one up there are some cheap ones for like 120 bucks 100 color blasts yeah and i think i just want to just buy one just because to have a color blast just because of the color blast once you buy the doge one then once you buy the doge color blast oh how do you know about the doge color blast 
You showed it to me. Is it as shiny as the regular color blast? Um, I don't know. There's only one way to find out, right? Well, I guess so, huh? Bye now. Yeah, I think. All right, well, we'll see if he ends up making the purchase, and we will keep you updated on Instagram. And I hope this episode was able to give you guys some thoughts, some insight, and most of all, some inserts to think about and how you approach your purchases in the future. So with that, we sign in out. All right. Thanks for joining us. See you on episode four. Take care, guys. Bye.